right, this week, first up. Okay, first up, we've got this little adapter. Um, this is for the Quick 861. It's a very, very nice hot air system that we've got. Uh, only thing that's a little annoying is it uses um hot air tips that are not compatible with like the low cost ones uh, this little adapter uh, it's a couple bucks and you put it onto the 861 hot air gun and it lets you use the low cost hot air tips we carry a pack of 10 that has like qfn and like 100 qfp pins and all like everything um makes it easy to do large packages uh, so you don't have just like the wound uh nubs on the end of your hot air station okay next up Next up, we've got uh, some chalk breakouts. So uh, we have done lots of keyboard projects. And if you um, have used any of our keyboard breakouts or macro pads, whatever, you know that we tend to use the MX, uh, Cherry MX compatible switches and sockets. Um, but some people want something thinner. So if we go to the overhead, I'll show the difference. Yeah, I'll show some of these. So this is, yeah, go, we'll, we'll get back to them. I'll get back to them. Okay. So this is um, the, well, let me get this out of the way. I love Digi Key, but it's a little confusing to see it. Um, so this is like, you know, our uh, Feather Wing with Neo Key, and it's got two MX switches, and you see they're quite tall. There's two different keycaps. This one's kind of like the shortest keycap you can get. This is kind of a standard keycap, but it's very tall. A lot of people want something nice and short. So this is the chalk by comparison. So it's like, um, you know, definitely more than less than half the height of the mx it's a very very slim style and the keycaps are very slim so if you want like a low you know laptop keyboard like key height um the chalk switches are where it's at they're totally incompatible in every way from the mx which is the keycaps you can't use mx with chalk or chalk with mx the keys are totally different you can't use them in different sockets so this is a completely separate breakout um just for shocks which is an all show um even on the bottom the socket is totally different than the socket that we use for mx switches you can see the two sockets here but um you know so we made a little breakout you know to account for all the differences so you can quickly breadboard uh chalk projects another thing uh, just to note compared to the mx breakout these breakouts are one row taller so they're 0.1 inch taller longer because of the way that the socket um uh fit for um having the neo uh, the sorry having the socket um fit on the pcb because it has to fit a little bit higher i had to like extend the circuit board so just fyi it's it's even though it looks just like the neo key for the mx it's like a totally different um configuration and a totally different uh pinout uh, the pinout's the same but totally different pcb size so let's go back to the, oh, the yes the photos um okay so that's the demo you can connect as many of them as you want they come with diodes built in so uh if you would like to have an array of them go to town um they're diode connected there's also a little reverse mount neopixel a socket uh we stock both the clicky and linear uh, chalk switches, but of course you can use any chalk compatible. Um, NeoPixel shines through and then breakouts on the left and right that connect the NeoPixel input output, the NeoPixel power and ground, and then the switch 
anode and cathode. It goes through a diode, so that's why it's labeled anode and cathode. Okay, and then the start of the show tonight, besides you, Lady Ada, our team, our customers, our community is... Da, 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 da. Um, okay, with the ANO Rotary, so that's the name of the rotary encoder. It's, it's the part number is called ANO, uh, so that's why it's called ANO. The uh, rotary encoder with Seesaw. So this is, you know, we've had this encoder for a bit. I love it because it's basically iPod classic rotary encoder where you've got the little uh, click wheel in the center. It's a rotary encoder and then up, down, left, right, and select. But uh, the thing that's a little annoying about it is there's five buttons and two encoder pins and it's a lot of pins. And before you know it, you're like, I've just used half of my Mac controller, GPIO. And, you know, you're constantly pulling the... Um, encoder and so why not make it a lot easier for people by making a breakout board where on the back is an at tiny 816 the little um abr chip and it you know the code is up on github if you'd like to take a look at how it does this it can keep track of the encoder so it just keeps a little counter of how many clicks left or right it can read the buttons and it can also uh, have four different address select switches you can theoretically have 16 of these all over I squared C, three or five volts. Um, so it's very easy for you to connect this up to your Raspberry Pi, which doesn't even have rotary encoder support or other single board computer. You can connect it up uh, to an Arduino, you can connect it up to a Pico, you can connect it up to pretty much any mic controller, as many as you like. Uh, you can even connect it to a computer um, by going through one of our uh, dev boards or uh, one of our USB to GPIO converters that runs CircuitPython. Um, and on board is a little Seesaw chip, and uh, there is an IRQ output if you'd like, but it also works just great over I squared C as long as you don't mind asking it every once in a while, hey, are there any buttons pressed or any uh, rotary encoder um, clicks going on? And uh, that's it. That's the new product. I can, you can show the little demo yeah. video. So this is just uh, the hand, and you can see it's plugged into a seven-segment display, and then you know it just counts up and down as you click the rotary encoder. That's your products.